0: Hello everybody, it's Carrie-Anne here um, and welcome to episode 4 of our Cats Pajamas Conversations podcast. Um, I'm absolutely delighted today to be joined by uh, Lisa Anderton. Uh, I met Lisa through a uh, women's leadership network probably a couple of years ago now um, and we both work in healthcare and we both run uh, our side hustles so plenty in common so I'm absolutely delighted that Lisa can be here to record this podcast with us. Um, Lisa Anderton is founder of 8 Leadership Coaching, she's head of patient experience at a London NHS trust where she's also co-chair of the Women in Leadership Network so welcome Lisa tell us a little
1: bit about yourself. Thank you very much. I'm very pleased to be here. Um, So yes, I am, as you said, founder and coach at Eight Leadership Coaching and I've been working in healthcare for most of my life. Uh, And the most important bit of this in terms of how this relates to today's conversation is... What we've been doing at my trust with the Women in Leadership Network, um, because we have become very much more vocal about all things menopause, um, and I can tell you a little bit more about that as we have our chat
0: then. Um, So you uh, are absolutely right. What we've decided to talk about today in this podcast is uh, menopause in the workplace, something which will impact actually probably all of us, let's say, all of us in the workplace will be um, impacted in one way or another around this. So um, why do we find it so difficult to talk about the menopause, Lisa?
1: God, such a good question. Um, I think it's several different reasons. Um, Not very good. As a race, as talking about all things to do with periods, hormones, let alone the menopause. Because let's be honest, it's a really taboo subject.
0: Um,
1: I think women are fearful on the whole of being judged. I think they are afraid of the discrimination Uh, talking about it is really difficult so I think women particularly in the workplace find it really hard to talk about I think we're not very good at even talking about this stuff with our friends and our families Mm -hmm. many women will have got to the menopause and will know very little about it because they often haven't had great conversations with their mum about their menopause experience so we're often going into this blind and that uncertainty stops us wanting to talk about it we also don't particularly talk about things like periods and mm-hmm. stuff like that it feels like it's something that everyone has and goes through to a greater or lesser degree we all experience it we all have hormones men and women too um and it's just that they're unpredictable and therefore it makes it much harder to talk about yeah. so it's one of those slightly taboo subjects that in the workplace and i think we are beginning to make a shift in that but there's so much further to go
0: yeah, and interesting because I caught myself um, having a situation where I sort of questioned myself afterwards. So um, earlier in the year, around a, a sort of healthcare issue, where the um, consultant said to me, "Oh, this is very common in women women that are uh, premenopausal," and I actually sort of <gasps> sucked my breath in. I was like, "Oh, I can't be premenopausal. I'm not old enough." And then thought, "Oh, blimey, why did I have that ridiculous reaction? It's nature. Why do I feel so terrible about it?" So. What you're yeah. saying, I shouldn't feel bad that I reacted that way <laughs> because lots of people do but Absolutely. maybe we need to challenge that and think a bit differently about it.
1: Without a doubt so <clears throat> there's no doubt for most women it marks a real transition in their lives um, if you think it's a real change in identity for many women and it's also one of the most common things that we associate with getting older so there's a real fear for women about going through this process um, I'm I'm in the midst of mine. Goodness knows, I'll tell you a bit more about that. I guess. Like, so I started my perimenopause experience at about forty-seven. The average age for most women is fifty-one. So just to reassure anyone listening, you're in that. There is a range of about forty-five to fifty-five that's so fairly normal. And um, people do get it earlier than that. You can have surgical induced menopause, so it can happen at any stage. <clears throat> but it does feel like. This is changing who I am as a woman. Um, our, For many women, even if they've not had children or don't want children, that process of um, being in the menopause is something that marks a time when you go from being a teenager and you go through that terrible phase where you suddenly get periods and suddenly you're in that fertility phase of your life. And now as a, as a woman heading into that latter phase where you're suddenly not fertile, who am I in that phase of my life? And we become a different person. and a lot of people are very fearful of that.
0: Yeah, thanks Lisa for sharing that. I feel less bad now about my overreaction to the the comment to the consultant but definitely something to be mindful of. And I guess um, the point that we were talking about is the the impact in the workplace. So, So how can the menopause impact us in the workplace as women? What's your
1: experience of that? So for many women, they won't notice a difference at all. Um, many women uh, there are I suspect at least a third of women who will experience quite severe symptoms um, and it's probably helpful for people listening to this to tell you a bit more about what those symptoms might be Um, so symptoms can range I think people know the menopause as being definitively about hot flushes people talk about that regularly Um, I've spent my time talking about the fact that it isn't just about a hot flush that is one of the core symptoms of the menopause but it's by certainly no means the last The range of symptoms can include headaches, mood swings, palpitations, tiredness, joint pain, uh, sleep deprivation, um, depression, anxiety, loss of libido, and broadly, a feeling of not coping. And I think probably those are some of the biggest implications at work. The increased lack of sleep the potential for increased anxiety and depression and that feeling of not being able to cope. Many women talk about, and certainly my experience, was this general brain fog. I'm an incredibly capable senior leader in a workplace where suddenly, if I haven't written it down, I might not remember it at all. I suddenly feel like I've got no control over what's happening to me. And that feeling of lack of control is really destabilising for many, many people. Um, I found myself getting increasingly depressed when I started MIME and I hadn't realised that that was even part of the process. So I became a bit more withdrawn. I stopped going out as much at that point. Um, and it was only then when I started to do some research around it that I realised that these were a, a kind of part of the collateral of the, some of the things that you can experience during that. Um, I had some really terrible experiences but we went. It was a genuine thing of things happening at the same time where there was a major change happening at work. And I was also experiencing these symptoms in a way that I had no idea what they were. And I found myself on a regular basis, you know, after, after some difficult conversations, finding myself in the ladies' cubicle in the toilets, having a bit of a cry for no apparent reason. And that's incredibly worrying because you know... We don't want to do that at work. Women, particularly, who are who very much more are emotional as, as human beings for a really good way, when we experience that emotion in a way that's uncontrollable, we're really thinking that we're going to be judged as being someone who can't cope, someone who's incapable, over-emotional. Um, you know, those things that we don't often want people to see. Um, and I certainly struggled to let many people see that at that point but partly because I hadn't even recognised that that was something that would be happening to me.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and absolutely see your point about some of the worries that as women in the workplace we have around the labels that might be attached to us that always seem to be very different to to the labels attached to men when they might be displaying some of the same uh, behaviors so I'm sure that's a whole other podcast that we've (laughs) seen so we'll um, we'll stick to the theme of um, menopause in the workplace so given um, what you've described and what you've said in terms of what people might be experiencing in the workplace um, what tips do you have I'm sure you do have some um, for working women who are experiencing the
1: menopause so I think Finding out in your organisation first of all where there might be some advice already available. Um, Many organisations, particularly in healthcare, are beginning to bring in different policies um, and different bits of information that they can signpost women to that helps them to understand it. Um, So find out what's out there already. Um, There's so much more information out there on the internet, on social media, about what the symptoms are there's some great campaigns trying to raise awareness across the country um, find out more about it and then find someone to talk to um, many women have reported and um, particularly given that you know menopausal women have grown workforce um, they if you think about the age range that you're talking about and the, and the longer that we're in retirement waiting for retirement then actually there's a lot more of us out there who are at work that's There will be someone who's experienced this themselves. There will be someone else in the organisation that you might be able to talk to. And if not, find someone outside the organisation to help you understand it. Talking about it is one of the key things that we can do to help ourselves. Um, It's sometimes hard, I think, to to consider going to seek something more psychological as a support. So, you know, going to see a counsellor feels quite challenging for people. People are often worried about the stigma around that. Um, but I've found that coaching is a really big help for people going through this process and certainly there's a lot of coaching available in healthcare. There's lots of free coaching available, but there's also lots of coaching support available across uh, from lots of different sectors. I think it's about knowing and recognising what your own symptoms might be and trying to understand how they will affect you at work. Like many, many things in life, acknowledgement and understanding is the first step to fixing something. So knowing and looking at yourself and trying to understand which of those symptoms are yours. Try and go and talk to your GP. They will help you to understand. Um, Many women have very poor experiences with their GPs, um, but keep persisting. Um, Arm yourself with the information. Have the conversation. Many women are dismissed by some of the symptoms they have, because if they're not ordinarily acknowledged as having things like hot flushes, many GPs aren't experienced enough to know how to deal with that. So find out as much as you can. There are some really simple things then that you can do. Um, Ask for help in the organisation, out of the organisation. Doesn't matter where it comes from. Um, Talking about it is really, really valuable. You might want to think about working flexibly, um, working in a different pattern that helps you cope with whatever the symptoms you are. Having an arrangement with someone at work, and it means that you might not have to have the conversation about the menopause to start with if you're worried about opening up that conversation with your manager. And for many women who are managed by a man or potentially someone who's younger than them, there's a stigma associated with raising the conversation. So talk to someone else in the organisation if you have an occupational health department or just get help from other organisations that are out um, flexible working can help because it can help if you are really having trouble sleeping. It might mean that you might want to flex the hours that you work to help you cope with that. Putting in some small little things in place, so people do find that, you know, things like I have a desk fan because occasionally the office temperature for me is just too much. So I have a desk fan that I can plug into my computer, it's my, you know, it's the little things that can make a little bit of a difference. Um, But also you might want to think about what is it that you wear to work, you might have to completely change what you wear because you need to wear layers if that's something that you're struggling with. And I started becoming someone who kept, I've always been a bit of a list taker, but I suddenly had an inordinate number of lists because as I said, my memory was the thing that I struggled with the most. Um, so I took more notes in when I was in more isolated situations. So if I was in a one-to-one meeting, I would definitely be taking notes. Um, try and avoid taking notes in big settings, weirdly. Um, but it, it's that bit about writing stuff down for yourself. Um, it's not about recording what's happening in the meeting. It's just your memory prompt. And you and um, people will find lots of different ways to do that. Um, and for me I found there were far more electronic ways I found myself using my phone in meetings to type with and that allowed me to kind of keep in touch and stay in touch with what was really happening day by day and it it gained control for me in a way that felt much more comfortable.
0: Brilliant Lisa, some really practical tips there and you touched a bit at the start around um, you know policies potentially in the workplace, guidance in the workplace. So in your experience um, and from your research what What can employers do to support women in the workplace who are going through the menopause?
1: So there is quite a bit. Um, They can, as I mentioned, it's a bit about signposting to start with. So letting women know what support is available, but also opening up the conversation. Um, So we've started hosting um, a, a wider range of sessions. So we've had some bigger sessions just to raise awareness, offering training, I think the biggest challenge in organisations is if the managers aren't aware, they feel really uncomfortable <clears throat> knowing how to have a conversation about their menopause. Um, it, we have to keep reframing it for people to remind people that they're very often now very comfortable having a conversation with a woman about her maternity leave. So that's okay, we can deal with that. This isn't any different. It's a, it's a, a well woman situation, it's a hormone situation still and we should just we don't need to be experts in the menopause to be able to have a conversation um so so we need to do some more to train our managers and allow people to understand it so that they feel better equipped um they can do little things to make practical changes so make it clear in their flexible working policies what is it that might even it might be in place that would support women with the menopause and make sure that menopause is mentioned in some of those policies so it's clear that it's on an equal footing with other situations that people will go through and critically it's about um, those minor adjustments that you can make so we talk about like I said if desk fans are a, a thing that you need maybe the organization should be looking to see what they can provide what they can put in place to help women. Think about the environment that people are working in because that can make the biggest difference. Particularly in our environments, uniforms are genuinely going to be considered an issue because let's be honest, the majority of hospital uniforms aren't particularly um, menopause friendly. So, you know, what can we do to support people who might need to dress differently, do something differently? Excellent. Some really practical tips for employers
0: there as well, Lisa. And again, um, you touched on this a bit earlier in the conversation when we were talking about sort of stigma and taboo and how difficult um, women can often find it to talk about the menopause, particularly perhaps you mentioned if they've got a male uh, manager. Um, But, you know, I think I know the answer to this question. In fact, I don't think I know. I do know the answer to this question, but I would like to hear your views on it. Is menopause
1: men's business too? Oh my goodness, yes. Um, It's everyone's business. I wouldn't keep talking about it if it wasn't. Um, If you think about a scenario for many families, you might have a situation where you have a husband and a wife and some children. And by the time the woman is going through the menopause, they may well have teenage children at home. And you've got this perfect storm of hormones. Um, if that family don't understand that situation, yeah. there's real potential for that perfect storm to be just a battleground on a regular basis. Same applies at work. Every man out there has a mother, a sister potentially, a girlfriend, a wife, a daughter. It's, we need to educate men as much as we do women that one, it's not an abnormal process. Two, it's not just about hot flushes. Um, and that actually making jokes about hot flushes just isn't okay. Um, and, and in the same way that we shouldn't make jokes about any of those symptoms for anybody going through any of these processes. So, yeah, they, we've all got to live with this to a greater or lesser degree. And so, yeah, we just need to tell everyone about it. Thank you so much, Lisa. Um, it's been a really
0: enlightening chat and I'm sure it will be really impactful for many people. Is there anything you want to touch on um, just before we finish off our conversation that you might think it's important for us to mention now?
1: The last thing is, uh, we were just talking about important it is for everybody. I think the thing that I realised the most is I went into my perimenopausal experience with very little knowledge and understanding. And I don't think you can ever be too young to know about the menopause. Um, I think we're getting better at that now, but it is important for women at every age because there's things that you can do, the way that you live your life, um, being healthy, staying healthy, is vital as part of that how you might experience the menopause when you get to later in life. Um, and also just to say that many women go through this and it's an absolute breeze so for anyone that's been listening and thinking oh my goodness what am I going to go through many women go through it without a jot of a symptom in the slightest they're the very lucky few and you might be one of those yeah. so well, all I'm is gonna, not lost I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed that
0: I might <laughs> be one of those but if I'm absolutely not I know who I can come and talk to and <laughs> family, because it's gonna be you as my workplace work menopause
1: expert I'm gonna be all over this when it starts to happen absolutely. (laughs) i'll be your menopause mentor whenever you need it (laughs) thank you very much
0: Um, i really appreciate you taking your time um, to talk to us today lisa i'm sure we'll get questions through on our various various different social media channels if people want to get in contact with you or find out more about the great things you're doing um, around menopause in the workplace how do they do that
1: Um, So they can find me. I'm mostly on Twitter at the Lisa Anderton, um, but I'm also on Instagram and any other places that you find me. And if you tag me in this podcast, Carrie-Anne, I will make sure that if there are questions that come up, I'll keep an eye out. And I'm very happy to answer any questions that people have got
0: brilliant that's great thank you so much lisa i'm sure we'll be inviting you back for a cat's pajamas combo at some point in the future if not about the menopause about many of the other things we've uh, had discussions about in your role as a coach so really appreciate you taking the time to be here and um, thank you so much to everyone for listening bye everyone bye